Hello and welcome to your Come Fishing CD. It's Jenny talking to you and um, as you probably know, this is your February CD that we're getting to grips with this morning. I've had a few uh, blips because um, the song that I'm going to sing you, sing you, I'm not going to sing at all. You put the CD away straight away if I was going to sing. But the song that I'm going to play you um, now is a lovely, lovely hymn. But the very beginning is very, very soft. So when I do play it for you, please don't think that I've forgotten to put it on or your CD isn't working. It will be, it will come through, but uh, you have to have really good ears at the very, very beginning. But it's worth listening to. So I'm going to do my best to get it so that you can actually hear the very first part. Then we'll start our chat on our come fishing for February. Yes, February already. January's been and gone. Christmas, of course, long, long time ago. And uh, now we're in February. And uh, yes, well, I'll talk about that a bit later. Let's have this song. Now, remember, uh, don't worry if you can't hear the very first part because it is very, very soft. It's from a new CD that I've got, and it's the young Alid Jones. When he was a choir boy, do you remember that? And uh, he starts this particular song we're singing, which you'll recognize straight away as soon as you hear it. So remember, it's very soft at the beginning. So here we go.
Well, did you enjoy that? Alec Jones, as we knew him many, many years ago. I tried to get the um, volume so you could actually hear it. I think you could, but didn't he hit some high notes? It made the um, whole of the recording a you know, kind of uh, as if, a bit like I go when we go over cobbles. Um, I always feel as if uh, when I'm riding over cobbles in my wheelchair that I'm stuttering. <laughs> but anyway, um, that I hope you enjoyed that and that you were able to sing along perhaps with The Lord's My Shepherd, uh, a truly lovely, lovely hymn. So we've had a really good start this morning, haven't we? Um, but I want to tell you why I'm actually doing your CD this morning. It's a, a Tuesday morning, and I don't normally do it on a Tuesday morning. Well, today I had very different plans than sitting in front of my computer looking out at the woodland. Um, I was on my way to Andover today. I was meant to be speaking in Andover um, at a meeting about DCF. And, uh, well, it was cancelled. And I'll tell you for why, because I'm looking out of my window now, looking on the birds, lots and lots of birds at the bird table at the moment, about eight or nine wagtails there. Um, I'm looking out on a, a scene of absolute beauty because it's all white. Yes, we've had very heavy snow overnight and uh, I can't get out of my front door. Well, I can a little way to my carport because, of course, there's no snow there. But from the carport, I can't go anywhere unless I'm sliding. So um, I thought as the meeting was cancelled because of the weather, they've got snow down in Andover as well. And I gather they had a lady of 93 who comes along to the meeting and they didn't want her walking along in the snow. So they've cancelled that meeting. So I had nothing to do today, which is very odd for me, not having anything to do. So I thought, right, OK, this is an opportunity to get come fishing done. So here I am looking at this beautiful scene. It's actually beginning to thaw Um I think possibly part of it is the trees are dropping because the snow is so heavy on their leaves. Um, but the children are outside in the front. Um, they've got toboggans, all different types, plastic ones, wooden ones. There's snowmen going up all over the place and uh, lots of uh, joyful squeals and mums wanting to go inside because they're too cold. But uh, it's lovely just to have it for one day. I don't, know how, I don't know how long we're going to have it for. I don't know what the road's going to be like. I did ring the office and they said it took them absolutely ages and there's my phone going, so which is not very helpful. So I'll just uh, turn it off for a moment and, uh, and uh, then I'll... Uh, I hope you didn't mind that. It's... Um, I'll have to have a look and see whether the, um, who it was that was trying to ring. Um, so here we go. I'll, I'll uh, turn the actual phone off for the moment so that then I don't get interrupted again. It's very difficult, really, because uh, uh, when I start recording with you, I do turn the phone off. Um, but then, of course, they can't get through to my mo main phone they ring my mobile, <laughs> which is, of course, natural. 
but that's what they did. So that was the noise that you heard in the background there. Um, quite a pleasant noise, but that was my mobile. Okay, we were talking about the snow, and it really is beautiful out there. The birds um, are, are loving it, I think. I, they seem to be really alive with it. I don't know about the other animals. I haven't seen any squirrels. I don't think they perhaps don't like the snow very much. But it is really rather beautiful. It's rather a dichotomy, isn't it, really? Because it's so um, treacherous to be out in the snow, and yet it looks so beautiful. I've taken some photographs of around here. Some of the trees looking really beautiful, all, um, you know, decorated in snow. It is such pure white snow as, as well, isn't it? And it really is beautiful, but it's cold and it's dangerous. So I'm inside talking to you. Okay, um, so what else have we got to share about? Um, lots of other things, really, but perhaps we'll have another song, shall we, first, and uh, see um, what um, we can tell, the, the news we can tell you about next. I think we're going with, um, let me see if I can get it, and we'll we'll have another one from this new CD, and I hope that you'll enjoy this. Here we go then, it's a hymn, a lovely hymn, um, and I hope that you're going to enjoy it.
Well, that was a hot, um, a high note, wasn't it? Um, I've got to turn the. That's better because it made me very loud again. Um, but uh, yes, another very lovely hymn. Oh, Jesus, I promised. I probably told you this before, but this is uh, one of my favorite. Well, it is my favorite hymn. It always has been. Um, it's one that meant an awful lot to me when I was younger, um, when I was a girl guide, and I, I first started to hear hymns and do various different uh, things to do with the church. And and I I was very yeah you know, very taken with this particular hymn and of course when I came to know the Lord Jesus as my Saviour that um, really meant an awful lot to me Oh Jesus I have promised to serve you to the end well what other things have happened of course I've done the bird watch did you do the bird watch I know lots of you have got birds in your garden and the RSPCA um, RSPCA, RSPB, um, do a bird watch every year, don't they? Or maybe more than once a year, do they? I, I can't remember, but I did uh, the bird watch for an hour and, of course, uh, was able to add up all my birds. Loads and loads of wood pigeons, and lots and lots of wagtails, a woodpecker, and one or two other birds as well. Blue tits, of course, come here a lot as well. I wasn't able to put down that I'd seen a badger or um, anything like that. They they did add those to it, didn't they? And uh, but I we don't, uh, or at least I've never seen them. They may be in the woodland, of course, opposite me. As you know, I see foxes going along the railway line, um, but um, I don't think I've ever. Well, I know I've never seen a badger. So that's one of the things I've been doing. Um, and it's good to know, isn't it, that as we add up all the birds that we have, that we're contributing to the whole of the population of the birds in this country. And it does help them to know what uh, is what kind of birds are really prolific in this country and which are really struggling. What else have I been doing then? Oh, yes. Um, I have my car serviced. Well, that's not. Nothing unusual, really, is it? Um, the car went off to service and it had its MOT done as well. And when it came back, um, I thought everything was hunky-dory, which it was. But then I went to the garage about three days later um, to get some petrol. But I also went to the shop. I parked the car and I got out of the car. And scaringly, the car started to move backwards. The actual brakes, the handbrake, which mine is a, is a electrical handbrake, um, it wasn't actually holding, and that was very scary. I found it. Um, well, I didn't really know what to do. I, uh, fortunately, because uh, the ground was very level, the car stopped, but um, it, it moved, and it was scary. Uh, but I discovered that really it was just the cold weather. Although I didn't really know what to do about it, the next time I used it, it worked. And it didn't move. So it was on and off a bit like this for a little while. But once the weather warmed up, everything was fine. And it's been fine ever since. So I don't know quite what was wrong with that. But that was very scary. So I didn't like that a lot. But having said that as well, um, looking at my mobile, it was about car servicing who rang me. So I don't know what they're on about. Anyway, another bit of 
bit of news is um, my decking outside. Well, I don't know whether that's news or not. Well, it is to a certain extent. The decking outside, I don't know whether you know what decking is like, but my decking got very wet and very, very slimy and slippery. Still is, in fact, although it's covered in snow at the moment. And it was really very, very dangerous for people to go out and onto the the decking. And so I, I was a bit concerned about this because, of course, I'm all right. I don't fall over in a wheelchair, but I can skid and get stuck out there. And I was very concerned about people walking out there and then perhaps falling. So I had a word with the uh, people from the housing association that my flat is with. And amazingly, they have said that they're going to send somebody along to uh, wash it, scrub it, and then put a coating on it that it's not slippery anymore. So that's good news, isn't it? Uh, certainly, it will stop me worrying about when people go out there um, just to look at the scenery or even just to go out and have a cup of coffee, although we wouldn't be doing it at the moment, would we, with the snow out there? That wouldn't be very sensible. Though I don't think it's... When, it, when it's snowing, it isn't overly cold, is it? Um, so uh, maybe we could even have a cup of coffee out there, but that, I don't think anybody would. So uh, that decking is going to be done very soon, and uh, that would be very much better. I should be much happier with that done. In DCF, lots of things have been happening, particularly to do with the Malta holiday. We're coming along with that very well. Those of you who go to Babacombe or want to come to the activity holiday at Trelaw College in Alton, um, you need to get your applications in. Um, it's very slow at the moment, but hopefully you will remember to do that. If you haven't ever been on holiday with us, do think about coming because it, it, it is an opportunity to meet lots of new friends, see different places, relax with others, have Christian fellowship. And it really is something that a lot of people really enjoy. So think about that. In Malta, that holiday is full. We're going to Malta in May. And uh, hopefully we'll get some sunshine there. Obviously, in May, June, on the June, come fishing. I should tell you all about it. But at the moment, I can only tell you about the preparations. So, I wonder what we're going to have next for our music. Well, I was thinking, you know, it would be really good if we could have um, a, a very popular, I say popular, a popular song. And this is popular. You may hear me at the moment because I've decided that I'm going to play something different um, rather than what I had uh, decided upon, which means that I'm having to get my CD out. So you're, you, you may hear me do this. Um, so let's see if I can get it. Um, and we're going to, to sing together one of the very popular and, and lovely hymns that... Oh, has, oh, gosh, that was that was uh, awkward. Okay, let me have a look and see where I've got it. Um, I have to find it. Um, and it, it's it's. It, I don't know whether you call it a hymn or a song. It's going to be sung for us 
by Russell Watson. Here you go. I'm doing this all with one hand because I've got the microphone in the other hand. And we're going to have um, a song which is very popular with lots of people. Uh, it's not exactly him, but it's really rather lovely. So let's um, see if I can get it up here. And we're joined together in singing, well, in, in listening to it. Here we go. This is Russell Watson singing, You Raise Me Up.
Russell Watson singing there, You Raise Me Up. And uh, there's got some lovely words in that, isn't there? Um, When it says, he glimpses eternity. That's uh, how he sees uh, the Lord, or this song anyway. Uh, It would be good, wouldn't it, if Russell Watson also felt that that was how God works within him helps him every step of the way. You raise me up, sung by Russell Watson. So lots and lots of things have happened, but uh, the main thing that that has happened is that uh, I'm fit and well, and uh, we're able to continue with this particular tape, uh, CD, which is good, isn't it? And in a moment, we're going to be thinking about uh, people we can be praying for, and uh, and then we will go in and have a look at a passage of scripture from the Bible. So, what are we going to be praying for today? I think we can pray for everybody in, during this cold spell, during this the snow. Hopefully, by the time you get this uh, particular CD, that you will still be able to relate to the fact that some people find this weather very, very difficult. The winter is a difficult time for lots of people. So I think we can pray about those. Maybe you know somebody individually that you can pray for who is really struggling with this particular weather. And uh, I'm I'm sure as well, lots of... um, churches and other things have had to be cancelled because of it and so let's remember those people who've been disappointed they can't get out of their homes because of the weather so let's remember those people in through the roof let's remember people like tim our ceo and all the responsibility that he has let's remember that uh, he has meetings to do He has things to make decisions about. Let's pray that he makes wise decisions. And we think too about all the programs of Through the Roof. We think of Disabled Christian Fellowship and all the groups who will be meeting. Remember those leaders who lead the groups? And we remember all the people who go to those groups and enjoy the fellowship for the holidays and the prayers, the prayer fellowship. Let's pray for all those who have any part in Disabled Christian Fellowship. Then we remember the World Missions and Reninka, and Reninka and Carwin and Joshua. Sorry, Joseph, I got the name wrong. Reninka and Carwin and Joseph who are really getting on very well, but pray for her and encourage she um, gets back to work uh, after the adoption leave and uh, has a lot to do to catch up with the time when she's been away. And we can remember all the programs of Through the Roof as we go into this new year, that we settle down and have a really successful year in through the roof.
So, Lord, we ask for your blessing on all these things that we've mentioned. We ask for your blessing on people we're thinking about at this moment in time who need your love and your care and your comfort. And we ask, dear Lord, that as we go into uh, our time of looking at a passage of Scripture, that you will lead us, you will guide us, and you will help us in whatever you want us to understand individually today. Amen. So we're going to be looking at a passage of Scripture today, which is perhaps a little bit different. I was looking um, in the Bible, I I was flicking through, and I happened to open it at the part of the Bible where the disciples all get together after Jesus has died, after Judas has actually also died. Remember, he died a horrible death um, after he had betrayed Jesus, and uh, he... It was all prophecy that came alive, but nevertheless, Judas died a horrible death. And so the disciples found that there were only 11 of them. And they knew that Jesus had meant them to be 12. And so when they all got together, um, they were... Together, it says here that they were united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. So all the family of Jesus were there, the family of God were there, all the prayers, all the people who gathered together who were believers. um, They had all got together for a time of worship and prayer. It must have been lovely, don't you think? I think that time... It says a bit later there were 120 of them all together. But they'd all come together and they knew that they had a team of leaders. And these leaders, of course, were the disciples who'd been with Jesus all those three years. And so when they, as they um, got together, then Peter started to talk to them. Now, Peter became their leader. Uh, This was the man who had doubted many times, who had done, been a bit impetuous, really, over many things, queried things with Jesus, and and had denied Jesus, remember? This was the man whom Jesus had had quite a few problems with. But Jesus had plans for, for Peter, and the plans were coming to fruition now. Peter had become a leader. He had been, if you like, transformed totally into a man who could lead others, a man who believed impeccably in everything that he had seen and heard over the last three years, and a man who was now committed to telling others about the Lord Jesus. So he was their leader. So he stood up and he addressed them. He said, brothers, the scripture has to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit, speaking through King David. Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. Then a couple of verses down, Peter continues, 
This was written in the book of Psalms where it says, Let his home become desolate with no one living in it. It also says, Let someone else take his position. So Peter is going way back to the Old Testament and he's looking at the book of Psalms, which uh, he would have studied quite hard. And he sees here that there is a prediction or prophecy in Psalms that uh, Judas would betray or somebody would betray Jesus and that that person would need to, um, would indeed not be around after Jesus had ascended to heaven and that the other disciples, the apostles now, would need to choose somebody else. So they made up the twelve again. So Peter is saying, look, we're only 11 now. Judas has gone. And the scriptures tell us we have to find someone else to take Judas's place. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. This is obviously very important to Peter. The entire time that they were with Jesus has to be somebody who was with Jesus those three years. This was, um, if you like, his work experience. Somebody who had to be with the Lord three years. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us, whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. And so they go about the business of nominating. And then um, eventually they choose Matthias. And they become 12 again. Now I was thinking of this story. And it struck me how obedient Peter was being to the scriptures how obedient Peter was being to the things that God was telling him. Because I believe, I firmly believe, that Peter knew this was something that he had to be, had to be done. It wasn't necessarily something he wanted to do, but he knew it was something that had to be done. He knew God was telling him to get on with it, find somebody to make up the twelve again. So there were 12 apostles, 12 people who had been with Jesus those three years. 11 wouldn't do. You have to fulfill prophecy. And the thing that I want to stress today is Peter was obedient. Peter was obedient. He knew that even though as 11 disciples, apostles, they were a very happy little bunch. They got on very well and uh, they seemed to be coping. Okay, thank you very much. But he knew the scriptures said, you need to find someone else. And so in his heart, he had to obey. And so it was that as these 120 gathered, these believers, this family of Jesus, um, all together, Everybody, of that 120, they had to find one more person who fulfilled the criteria 
who had been with Jesus those three years, who'd walked with him, talked with him, seen everything that had happened, had been baptized by John in the beginning and walked with Jesus for three years. And so they finally elected Matthias and they became 12 again. Peter obeyed what he knew had to be done. He followed the scriptures. He looked to the scriptures to see what he had to do and he got on and he did it. He was the leader, it was his responsibility and so he took it up and the team was complete again. Twelve apostles. We don't hear much about Matthias. In fact, there are some of the disciples, the apostles, that we don't hear about very much from now on. We do, of course, hear a lot about Peter and we hear about some of the others as well. But I want us to think a little bit more about Peter's obedience there. And really, the more we think about it, the more we realize that Peter was not just obeying God. He had been listening to God. And he was obviously, he had obviously been asking God what way to go now. It was a new start. Things had changed dramatically. Jesus was no longer with them to teach them, to show them. Peter was now the elected leader. And he knew he needed guidance as to what to happen. Now, because of this guidance that he needed, because he needed to be obedient, he needed to know what he needed to be obedient with, you see what I mean? My thoughts went back, way back to the Old Testament and to the book of Joshua. And we have a story there. Um, Joshua, you remember, is... I don't know whether you've ever read the book of Joshua, but there's some lovely, lovely things in Joshua, lovely parts of scripture in Joshua where you can uh, really be encouraged. But there's lots of things go on in Joshua, lots of battles, lots of um, uh, promises being fulfilled, lots of challenges. and But there's also um, lots of fulfillment of scriptures. And in Joshua chapter 22, we have um, a chapter which is headed in my Bible, The Eastern Tribes Return Home. So uh, I'm going to read a little bit to you. And when we're going to have a look at specific verses in this, this part that all tie up with how we find Peter reacting so Joshua 22, then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He told them, you have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and you have obeyed every order I have given you. During all this time, you have not deserted the other tribes. You've been careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up to the present day. And now the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest as he promised them. So go back home to the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, 
gave you as your possession on the east side of Jordan River. But be very careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave to you. Love the Lord your God. Walk in all his ways. Obey his commands. Hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away and they went home. And then we go on to verse 9. They started the journey back to their own land of Gilead, the territory that belonged to them according to the Lord's command through Moses. So here we have a story or an account of what happened when Joshua called together the tribes. And he wanted the tribes to obey Moses. Moses had started off with uh, many, many years ago with uh, letting them know what God wanted them to do as tribes, tribes of Reuben and Gad and, and other tribes. And Joshua was now the one who seemed to hear from God and to know the way ahead. And so as he gathers everybody together, he gives them some amazing instructions. First of all, he says, you have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. For other words, he's saying to them, look, you've done well. Everything that Moses asked you to do, you've done. For other words, you have followed God because Moses was a man of God. Moses knew that God wanted you to do these things, pass them on to you, and you have done them. You have been obedient. So Joshua is saying to these people, well done. You've done good. It doesn't make sense, does it? But you have done well. You have obeyed. You have followed the commands that Moses gave you. And those commands have been given to Moses by God. So you had followed God's command. And then he goes on and he adds a little bit more. And he says, and you followed what I told you to do. So again, he's saying to these tribes, I believe in God. What I've told you to do, I believe that God told me to tell you to do. And you have obeyed me. So here we have obedience. Obedience from the tribes. Now, this is possibly mainly the tribe leaders because they are the ones that would have got the rest of their tribes to do everything as they wanted them to do. So in a way, they're talking not to the whole tribe, but to the tribe leaders. But Joshua is saying, well done. You've not only listened to us, you've not only taken into, into your heart everything that we have told you and asked you to do, but you have done it. You have been obedient. 
That's quite something, isn't it? I wonder how many times we listen to people and are obedient. And I think this highlights, to me, something that maybe we don't always think about. You see, God was speaking to Moses. God was speaking to Joshua. And Moses and Joshua were simply the conduit to which they passed on the message of God to these people. Now, some of those people that talk to us and ask us to do things may well be similar to Moses and Joseph, Joshua. You see, maybe we don't always see when we're asked to do something that that person may have heard from God that he is or she is to tell us to do something. Makes you think, doesn't it? Sometimes we don't want to do as we are always told. But it could be that the person who's telling us to do something has a message from God for us. So we need to perhaps think and pray about things a bit more and be aware that it could well be God speaking through somebody else, asking us to do something, and we need to be obedient. And this whole passage is about obeying. It's all about how we respond to what God wants us to do. Because Joshua goes on to say, and now the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest. So don't worry about the other, the other tribes. God is giving them a time of peace, of rest. It's you I'm talking to, Joshua says. It's you that God wants me to speak to. And so he says these wonderful words. And I think these are words that we really need to take hold of. Particularly, I think I certainly am one who needs to take hold of this. There are some amazing things in this particular verse. So let's look at it a bit closer. But this is verse 5 of, of chapter 22. But be very careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave to you. She's going way back to Moses and saying, Remember, remember those things that Moses told you. You must obey them all. Okay? Moses spoke directly from God to the tribes. The tribes must remember to obey everything. Then he goes on to say these lovely words. Love the Lord your God. Now that seems as if that's quite easy really to do, isn't it? But let's think of some of the circumstances that some of these people might be in. Things might have been very difficult If we transfer it to today, for instance, there are times when people of the people of God, God's children, Christians, are in very difficult circumstances. But they are asked to remain faithful, 
love the Lord your God. That plain sentence takes us through the entirety of our lives. Love the Lord your God. Whatever is going on, love the Lord your God. And that word love is something to do with being loyal, trusting, faithful. Be faithful. He will be faithful to you. Be faithful to him. Love him. Love him. And Joshua adds a little bit more. Walk in his ways. Now, if you are familiar with the Old Testament, you'll know that there are a huge number of people who did not walk in his ways. It, the Old Testament is full of kings and people who were in charge who were far from God and did not do things that were um, in a line with God. They, they worshipped idols. They did lots of cruel and nasty things. They didn't walk, walk with God. But Joshua is saying here, look, okay, you love the Lord your God. Okay, you give him the trust, the faith, uh, the obedience, all of these things come together with love and you walk in his ways. Now, to some of us, that's obviously a metaphorical walk, but to some of you, you can walk and you might be thinking of walking in his ways, walking hand in hand with God, being able to be with God every moment of the time. And that literally means being with God every moment of your life. Now, it doesn't also doesn't mean that you've got to be praying every moment of your life. That's simply not practical. But you need to be aware in everything, every part of your life, that God is in charge of you and your life. And you need to walk in his ways. Love him. Walk in his ways. And the next little bit is obey his commands. Now to obey, you have to listen. So now we are loving, we're walking, and we're listening. Isn't it lovely? A lovely picture of somebody who truly loves the Lord their God. The next little bit Joshua said is, hold firmly to him. Lots of things will try and nudge you away from him. You could well kind of move away from him, stop loving him quite so much, because there will be, be um, the enemy will be at work and will do his best to nudge you away. But hold firmly to him. So love him, walk in his ways, obey him, listen to him, follow what he wants to say to you. And hold firmly to him. Don't let him go. And then the next bit is serve him with all your heart. Serve him with all your heart. Serve him with all your heart. Isn't that lovely? Serve him with all your heart means to work with him. Do all that you can 
and work with him. So what are we doing here? Love him, walk with him, obey him, hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart. Now you can serve God in many different ways. You, it may have been thought many years ago that to serve God you had to be a missionary. Well, you don't. You could be a missionary in your own town. Every single one of us is a missionary. To serve God is to live out a life that God can bless, is to try and become as more a child of God every day that you possibly can. And learn to love him with all your heart. Serve him with all your heart. He becomes your father. Really holding your hand through absolutely everything. Joshua finishes this. And I think this is it's a lovely finish to this particular um part that he's saying he says love the lord your god walk in all his ways obey his commands hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and all your soul and then joshua blessed them isn't that lovely as they went on their way joshua blessed them god is going to be with them every step of the way that they go Every step, God is going to be with them. Joshua blessed them. He is confident that these people who are following in Jesus' footsteps, not Jesus' footsteps, following God, are going to love him, walk with him, listen to him, obey him, hold firmly to him, and serve him. Everything is going to be fine. Joshua is telling them, if only they walk with God, all will be well. Well, I've got a very loud bleep going on in the other room, and I think that's my emergency bell because I've turned the phones off, and it, it could be that I need to go and see to that. But I hope you've enjoyed looking at Joshua with me and thinking about Peter and all of his responsibilities and how he listened to God. I hope that you find that you too can listen to him. You can be raised up and feel encouraged as you get closer and closer to your God. I hope you've enjoyed this CD. I've enjoyed and loved doing it for you. And we're going to uh, say cheerio now. I'm going to go and see what I can do with for the um, bird. I don't know, actually. I'm going to get outside because the, the snow is still very thick out there. But the trains are running. They've just gone past, so everything's fine there. So I'll go and sort my, my uh, phones out and see what's going on there. And uh, I'll leave you to think about how you can be at peace with God. And that's what Joshua was saying, really, wasn't it? Walk with him, talk with him, listen to him, obey him, love him, serve him, be at peace with him. And that's what I want all of us to be able to do. So I'm going to bless you now. 
and say cheerio and hope you're having a really lovely day. We'd love to hear from you, remember, if you'd like to get in touch with us. But for now, I'll say cheerio and talk to you again next month. Bye-bye for now and God bless. Bye-bye.